This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, a podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PlaybookSN and visit our website, myplaybookie.com. As always, I'm your host, Jordan, and with me today is Zach Sadik of the Playbook Sports Network. What's up, everybody? All right, Zach. NFL playoff time. So what we're going to do, we're going to break down very briefly each matchup. We're going to mention our new playbook sports challenge giveaway, and then we'll get out of here. So to start off, we got Chargers versus Jaguars. What do you think is going to go on in that series? Um, I think if I remember correctly, Vegas has the Jaguars as uh, having a real shot in this game. I don't know if it was even. Uh, I think it was even a couple days ago. Uh, but I think that the Chargers take it pretty easily. Uh, I know it's in Jacksonville, but Jacksonville still feels like one of those teams that's trying to claw their way out of the lower class of the NFL. Uh, they made the playoffs, but it doesn't feel like this is their time to, you know, to quite, uh, you know, advance just yet. So we'll see, but I think it's going to be Chargers pretty easily. See, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think it's Jaguars and an upset, very, very close game. I think it's like a last-second field goal. I, I like the Jaguars. I think they got a good team. I mean, we kind of made fun of them for signing Zay Jones to this big deal and um, Christian Kirk to this big deal, and they had career years. Trevor Lawrence is looking like that number one pick he was supposed to be. ETN's a baller. The defense is good when it needs to be. And, you know, Justin Herbert kind of throws interceptions in crunch time. So, I don't know. I, I got Jaguars by three. Wow. I mean, I, I could definitely see that, but I, I'm still going Chargers. But I, I do agree that the Jaguars have impressed. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is finally, you know, looking like the first overall pick. Uh, I think the Jaguars, along with the Lions, are the two best stories from the NFL this year as far as, you know, team improvement is concerned. Uh, so it would be cool to watch him advance. I just don't see it. Now, the only way I can see the Chargers winning is if Austin Eckler goes absolutely nuclear. And from everything I'm reading, he's going to. So for any gamblers out there, you might want to look at his over-unders, his props. It could be some money there. But all right, so let's get to the next one. And that is Bengals, Ravens. And it's looking like Lamar Jackson is going to be out. So I have Ravens by 50. No, I'm <laughs> you think they're better without Lamar? No, the Bengals are going to absolutely curb stomp these guys. They are going to make them look like FGCU football and FGCU doesn't have a football team. Is it confirmed that Lamar's out? He missed practice today and they're saying it's looking like he's going to miss the game. I think... Obviously, if he misses the game, there's no shot. The Bengals are going to curb stomp the Ravens. But if Lamar plays, I think it could get interesting. A couple of his biggest highlights as a pro have been against the Bengals. Uh, I think that, you know, Lamar is a good enough player that he can keep it close. And the Bengals, with all their weaponry, you know, they're they're not so elite that, you know, someone wouldn't be able to take advantage of a few matchups and, and potentially beat them. Um, so I could see that one going either way if Lamar plays. Really? Because I, I don't know. 
I, I just don't know. It's hard because the Bengals, like, lately have just looked unbeatable. And then you just got the Ravens, and they look like dog shit. I mean, I know Lamar's been out and Tyler Huntley's been in, but, you know, Tyler Huntley's supposed to be a pro bowler, I think. He sucks. I don't know. And people were saying, like, oh, the Dolphins should go get Tyler Huntley. No, Tyler Huntley sucks. They, I mean, he's a backup Mark for Andrews. a reason. But ruin Mark Andrews. I mean, where if Lamar's not playing, where do you expect him to find those targets? Anywhere. I mean, you you can't expect your second and third and fourth string quarterbacks to produce the same as your starting quarterbacks. And so they missed Lamar for how many? Like four, four or five games now, and they're still ten and seven. I mean, you know, I think that uh, that they're, they're that they're scary when they're at full health. Another thing is, I'm pretty sure the Ravens secondary. Isn't it kind of suspect? And is that's exactly what the Bengals are known for is their receivers. You got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Who the hell is going to lock those three up? It was suspect. Obviously, they let Tua throw it all around the park back in week two. Uh, but it's definitely gotten stronger over the course of the season. Um, so it's it's pretty solid right now. Uh, and plus, they went out and brought in uh, Roquan Smith, the linebacker. So I think the defense is better than it was at the beginning of the year. Um, but yes, you're you're correct. When you have the weapons that the Bengals do, I mean, any given week, they can blow up for hundreds of yards. All right, Zach, let's get to the next one. The Miami Dolphins are going to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills with no Tua Tugavailoa, no Teddy Bridgewater, no Raheem Mostert, no Byron Jones, maybe no Bradley Chubb. And I have no desire to live. What's going to happen? How much are we going to lose by? Because if you say there's a chance we win, I'm driving to your house and I'm going to kick you in the throat. All right. Well, don't drive here just yet. Hear me out. Let me be the first to tell you that the Miami Dolphins are going to lose this game by 50 points. I know. Yeah, no, there's, there's no shot. Uh, I will be uh, hopefully submitting a Dolphins-Bills matchup article this week, uh, and I'm trying to write it now uh, without crying. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 uh, success, successful on that so far. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. The Bills are a pretty well-rounded team, uh, and the Dolphins without Tua now confirmed uh, throughout the season has been – complete dog shit so um yeah not expecting much the offense is going to be stuck in the mud uh the defense is going to struggle to stop the bills offense uh it would be nothing short of a miracle for the dolphins to even keep this one close i'm gonna say this if and by if i mean the most emphasis you can ever put on a word if skylar thompson goes in slings and wins this game he's a franchise quarterback uh, I mean, it'd, have to do he'd, it. he'd have to look really damn good for that designation because he's had a couple games to show that so far and he has not had it. Uh, granted it's his first couple games in the NFL, but, um, you know, you can't throw away all the, all the shit games that he's played so far, uh, in favor of one good game. So if he, if, if hypothetically, the Dolphins win or keep it close and it's, you know, a shootout or, 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 you know, a defensive matchup where we just keep it close and we run the ball down their throats. 
great. You know, Skyler was a, a solid game manager. I do not see him throwing for 300, 400 yards and several touchdown passes. He's not going to be the reason we win if the Dolphins somehow pull it out. That's just how I see it. There's literally three things that need to happen for the Dolphins to win this game. Actually, four. One of them is you got to limit that middle of the field stuff because when we were in Buffalo, it's like every time we would get them to third and long, you'd have digs, you'd have Cole Beasley, and you'd have Gabe Davis just catch a wide open ball directly in the middle of the field. So you can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. You got to run the ball. And with Mostert out, who Mostert balled against them last time, I, I really I don't know if Jeff Wilson and Savan Ahmed are going to get that done. The third thing is, Skyler actually has to throw the ball to Jalen Waddle. He does great at throwing it to Tyree Kill sometimes, but he just doesn't throw it to Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle was cooking Sauce Gardner last week and just didn't throw it to him. And the fourth thing is Jesus needs to resurrect again. <laughs> uh, what I will say, though, uh, the one thing that the Dolphins might have on the Bills is desperation. And when I say that, I mean, going into this game, everyone, the players, the coaches, the ownership, everyone knows we have a very, very small shot at pulling it out. So I would expect a Mike McDaniel masterclass in pulling out all the stops, trick plays, aggressiveness, anything that he can do that the Bills might not be ready for in order to try to gain that edge. And it might just be a weak thing. You know, let's say he, you know, pulls out all these trick plays. We're fake punting it all over the place. We pull out this game. Sure. You know, we we showed everything. And next week, the Bengals or the Ravens, whoever we play, uh, will know everything and be able to scout it and, and probably stop it. Uh, but you know what? At least we, we will have won one game taken out a division rival at the same time and we break the Dolphins playoff drought uh, after what is it now 22 years something like that uh, so I, I I will say that's the one advantage that we have is that we're playing like there's literally no tomorrow so you'll see probably everything that this coaching staff has been holding up their sleeve for this entire season I mean, if the Miami Dolphins can channel their inner Miami heat and when all odds are against you, just shock the world, I'm here for it. I don't think it's going to happen. They might do a little $50 gift card giveaway on Playbook if somebody, if the Dolphins win. Who knows? (laughs) But, so now over to the NFC. We got, this is an interesting one to me. Cowboys, Buccaneers. Now, I know Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, I think. I don't know if that's true, but I saw some stats. The Cowboys are supposed to be great. But when the playoffs come around, they stink. Wish Stephen A. Smith would be a guest so we could talk about it. I'm going to go against the odds. I got Cowboys in this game. And another close one. Maybe like a touchdown or like 10 points. I don't know. I just The, the Buccaneers have not impressed me at all. And I know the Cowboys fold. But you got C.D. Lamb there. You got Tony Pollard. You got that defense. Michael Parsons is going to get after Tom Brady with that shitty old line. So I don't know. I got Cowboys. I don't know about you. So I'm looking at it right now. It looks like Vegas has the Cowboys favored by two and a half points. Um, 
but that's not really that enticing when you consider the Cowboys are a 12 win team and they're going up against the only team below 500 in the playoffs. Uh, so it's not really that much of a vote of confidence from Vegas. Um, it's kind of just giving the Cowboys the benefit of having home field advantage. And that's pretty much it, uh, which I think is funny, but you're right. The Cowboys, they always seem to have top individual performers. You know, Dak will have a good season. They'll have good receivers. They'll have individual studs on defense like Lawrence and Michael Parsons, uh, but they always seem to fall apart in the playoffs. And it's, it's, you know, kind of weird, uh, but we've come to expect that. And it's, you know, uh, every single season we can, we can count on them to just blow a game that they shouldn't lose. Uh, and so going up against perhaps the best quarterback in NFL history is definitely one that I could see them losing. Um, but, you know, I think they pull it out. The Buccaneers, like you said, have been a mess all season long. Um, and so I, I think the Cowboys – win fairly easily maybe by you know 10 10 to 14 points um but uh so so we'll see how they how they do but i i like the cowboys in that game um and we should me and you jordan me and you should tally up our picks this through these games and see who wins and either have a follow-up podcast or post it on twitter uh to see how accurate we were I'm on it. I'll have Ant write him up. Bet. But see, this game, it's kind of hard for me to pick one because it's like on one hand, it's Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, them. And then you got Dak Prescott, who has this reputation for being great and stuff and making a lot of money. And he's a top 10 quarterback, but he hasn't played like that at all this year. But they're still good. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott leads the league in interceptions. He does, and he missed five games. That's pathetic. That is ridiculous. How do you miss five games and you lead the NFL in interceptions? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like he has one good game, two bad games, one good game, three bad games. I would know I have him in three fantasy leagues, but... <laughs> oh, God, I hate fantasy football. All right, um, Giants and Vikings. What do you mean? You came out a winner this year, my friend. You cheated. I did not cheat. <laughs> We'd like to tell you about another sponsor here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Inclusion Brand Bourbon Whiskey. Every now and then, a truly unique flavor is born, and with it comes a story that captures the essence of what it delivers in every single pour. Inclusion Brand Bourbon Whiskey is proud to deliver a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey that is 92 proofs of delightful, savoring smoothness. Our story is one of culture, a belief that everyone should belong. Our passion is to demonstrate that no matter what your backgrounds are, you can create, share, and be part of something special. And we are showing the world today that we belong. Backed by tradition, blended in culture, further unifying a world where we can all share a drink and truly be included. Include me. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell, trade, and buy your shoes to and from you. With hundreds of shoe options to choose from, such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts, Sneaker Pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then Sneaker Pads is the move for you.
I've been a buyer of theirs for years and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker Pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever. Next matchup, Giants-Vikings. That's another good one because I don't understand. I have no idea how the Giants are good. They're, they have no offensive weapons outside of Saquon Barkley. Like, not one. Kenny Galladay is supposed to be their wide receiver one. He sucks. Kadarius Tony was supposed to be their wide receiver one. They traded him. He's throwing a Richie James and shit. Like, how are they good? Mm-hmm. I, it's mostly their defense. Um, what I will say is the Vikings are very similar to the Cowboys in that they can have a great season but then they can never turn a great season into a great playoff run. Something about these NFC teams, like they just, they, the, the best of them just kind of falter in the playoffs. Um, year after year, the Vikings have solid teams, good defenses, great offenses. And then in the playoffs, they just, they just choke. So while I think the Vikings should win this game easily, because you know, like you said, the Giants have tons of holes. They're just kind of hiding them pretty well. There is a very solid possibility that the Giants could take out the Vikings, and it wouldn't be that surprising, just based on history. It's funny because when you look at, like, the analysts' predictions for the game, they, a lot of them have the Giants winning in a one-score game, and the Vikings are 11-0 and this season in one-score games. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Giants by seven. Wow. And I'm very not confident in that. (laughs) I mean, it's, you can't just go with common sense, which is kind of why I'm picking Vikings out of common sense. But, you know, shit happens. It's the NFL. That's why they play the game, as they always say. Uh, the Giants do have a very real shot of pulling out this game uh, against the Vikings. They they have a knack of keeping games close, um, and then all it takes is just you know good time management at the end to get the final possession. And don't get me wrong, like this is not a knock on Justin Jefferson. He is as elite as you can be. It's it's Kirk Cousins. I, I just don't mm-hmm. trust the dude. He's ugly, mm-hmm. and he squeals when he calls hut hut. But he's swaggy as hell, bro. He is pretty swaggy. I'm not going to lie. And I got a couple of friends that are Vikings fans that might crucify me for that, but get over it. All right. The last one. And this is another good one. These NFC matchups are, well, they look good and they should be good, but we don't know. It's Seahawks 49ers. Now, the Seahawks this season were a surprise team. Nobody thought they were going to be good. They lost Russell Wilson. They're playing Geno Smith. Come to make the playoffs. Russell Wilson doesn't make the playoffs. Geno Smith breaks Russell Wilson's passing yard record in like a season or some shit. That's wild. Yeah, it was insane. So they're here and their defense is pretty good. I like that uh, the rookie cornerback. I think his name's Tariq Woolen. So 
the thing about the Niners is they are just so good. And it doesn't even matter that they're on their third string quarterback because they haven't lost since he started playing. It's just that team is so good everywhere. Like there is not a single hole there that it's like they're QB proof. No matter what QB you put in there, they're going to succeed. Like if you put Tua on the 49ers right now, they're like five times Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. And they're doing You're right. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> They are. They're QB proof. And it's because they surround them with so many weapons and a great defense. Now it's time to pick one. Uh, You go first. Fuck. All right. So actually for me, this was the easiest one to pick out of all of the games. Really? No. I think, I think the 49ers defense alone wins them this game like yes you know geno smith is a great story this season um you know they do have weapons with dk and tyler lockett but the 49ers defense is so stifling i just i i I can't see them letting geno smith have a career day which is what it would take for them to for the seahawks to win i just think that defense is so strong and they'll you know apply so much pressure to geno that It'll be tough to overcome, and then you turn it around. The Seahawks' defense is young and up-and-coming, but the 49ers' offense has so many weapons. I, I mean, I haven't been following the 49ers recently. I don't know if Debo's playing or if he's still out. I was actually um, just going to look that up. But, you know, if, Debo, if Debo's playing, one of the best receivers in the game, uh, Brendan Ayuk is coming off of a 1,000-yard receiving season. And then you throw in Christian McCaffrey, uh, who is just the Swiss Army knife of all Swiss Army knives coming out of the backfield. Um, and then while I was researching the Tua article I mentioned earlier, uh, if Purdy had played enough games to qualify for the full season, he would lead the league in passer rating over Tua. That's how efficient he's played. Probably he's not going to light. He's not going to light up the scoreboard or. Uh, throw for 500 yards, but he's playing solid ball right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I think I got 49ers, and I'm going to say 27 to 10. And I think two of those scores are the defense. (laughs) I'm feeling nuts right now. I'm going to say 35 to 9. I think it's going to be a blowout. Third, where do you get nine? Oh, three field goals. Three field goals. Yep. They don't let the Seahawks into the end zone. All right. That covers all of them until we pot again and we do the AFC second round. Yes, sir. But now I want to talk about our playbook sports bracket challenge. So we have our bracket, you know, just like you see everywhere, CBS, ESPN, Fox, all of them have it. But we have our own twist on it. So you guess all the matchups correctly. And you pick the winner of the Super Bowl. And obviously a tiebreaker. You're going to have to pick the sum of the final score. And your prize is a free black playbook sports hoodie. You just tell me your size. I'll have it made. I'll have it sent out to you. But there can only be one winner. I can't afford to give 25 people hoodies. And you guys are going to want this hoodie. It is 
styling, but it's also really comfortable. Yeah, they're tough. So if you want to play, you DM me, DM us at Playbook SN. I'll have your entries submitted into my little spreadsheet, and I'll let you know if you win. So, Zach, always a pleasure. Is there anything you want to say before I let you go? You know how I always do this. When we have a football pod, I end this with with the Heat. If we have a basketball pod, I end it with the Dolphins. Uh, So I'm just going to say Jimmy Butler is him. You mean Hemi Butler? Hemi Butler. Hemi Butler. All right, bud. I'll catch you. Take it easy.